I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am still waiting for someone to tell me intelligently why the NFL would want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl instead of a team that I feel like has some incredible superstars and flavors of the month. And that is not a negative. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean it. Joe Burrow right now has got to be one of the most popular players in the NFL. Jamar Chase, incredible. There's some really sharp Interesting personalities on the Bengals roster, not to mention Zach Taylor is a star too. And they got a lot of attention around the situation with DeMar Hamlin that took place in Cincinnati in early January um, and the way that they handled it on their own field and their compassion for the Bills and their teammate as he was going through his cardiac arrest and then into the hospital. I think there's a lot of interest and respect for the Cincinnati Bengals, not to mention they were in the Super Bowl last year, and so we had a chance to see them. I don't know. Feels like uh, the Bengals were the team that most people wanted to see as opposed to the Chiefs who, um, I don't know, people may be having Kansas City fatigue It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, that's not how it worked out in the AFC Championship, and we're still processing and sifting through, and um, it happens to 31 of 32 NFL teams where ultimately it's a eulogy instead of a championship and trophy ceremony. Mahomes with a deep drop, now moving in the pocket, running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out of bounds. And the Bengals no. push him after no. he was out of bounds. Multiple flags Ugh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation. And with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Butker is ready. Now the snap, the placement, the kick is up. And it is good. Three seconds remaining. And the Kansas City Chiefs have a three-point lead, 23-20. to 20. I'm just proud of this team. You know, I'm proud of the character of these men, and, and this is where your character is going to be tested the most in moments like this, when it's fresh and raw. And, you know, you were so close to, to winning an AFC championship back-to-back, uh, going to the Super Bowl on the road. Uh, there's been a lot of obstacles thrown in front of this team. They've knocked them all down, and we just couldn't get past this last one here. That is the voice of Zach Taylor. And, yes, the emotion's raw, and it doesn't – 
go away that quickly. You don't move forward that quickly, except in the NFL, life comes at you fast, and there are already the majority, the vast majority of NFL teams who have moved forward into their offseason and have gotten a bit of a head start. That's the one advantage of not being part of the postseason, though obviously no one would trade for that advantage, using my air quotations. Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on Bengals radio, even now as I'm looking up and that field goal is on NFL Network in front of me. It was time to speak to the media. The exit interviews taking place on Monday in Cincinnati. The majority of the locker room available for comment. And in the middle of all of it, Charlie Goldsmith, who is an insider for the Bengals and the Cincinnati Inquirer. And actually, pretty soon we'll have to shift to baseball. Uh, But Charlie, given that it was not even 24 hours after The Bengals lost by three points in Kansas City, a tight affair that really was emotionally and physically uh, challenging and took all of them. How would you describe the tone around the players and the coaches from what you observed Monday? So the message from Zach Taylor was all about appreciating one of the best seasons in franchise history, appreciating maybe the most talented team in franchise history. But it was a day where everyone was thinking, one, what could have been, and two, how it might look differently next year. Uh, Jesse Bates, Eli Apple, Jermaine Pratt, Von Bell, all reflecting on maybe their last day in the Bengals' locker room. They had a very emotional talking, you know, for, for those players as they spoke to the media today. So those emotions, again, were being balanced as they tried to also reflect on a really good season. They maybe started a little slowly, but came on as one of the top teams in the league, including a franchise record 10-game win streak and some other milestones along the way. Uh, Were there specific moments or plays that were talked about on Monday? Well, everything Chris Jones did. Um, The Bengals last year lost in the Super Bowl because Aaron Donald showed why he's a Hall of Famer, and he was pointing to his ring finger after making the game-winning sack in the fourth quarter. And then yesterday, Chris Jones didn't do the point, but he did do the wave to the crowd after he sacked Burrow on the Bengals' final play on offense. The difference was the Bengals were down three starting offensive linemen. They were down three backups, three young guys who had been really working to develop behind the scenes who are great in Buffalo. That didn't carry forward. It does show that the Bengals need to uh, specifically do a better job in the draft with how they build their offensive line depth. And I think that's something they're really going to try to address this offseason. Obviously, the offensive line was a challenge against the Kansas City Chiefs, but yet they dominated in Buffalo. Why such a difference between the way the the O-line performed in those two games? I think the offensive line really wasn't tested as much in Buffalo. The snow really made a huge difference for the pass rushers. Like A bunch of Bengals defensive players actually said this. When you're a pass rusher and you don't know where you're going as much, it's harder when you're an, than when you're an offensive lineman and you do know where you're going in the snow. So the Bengals had that edge in Buffalo. And also the difference between Chris Jones and the Bills' best pass rusher, uh, defensive tackle Ed Oliver, is pretty much the same as the difference between like Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so the, the Bengals were facing a much stiffer test. And again, Chris Jones took over the game. From your perspective, Charlie, what are a couple of moments or factors that, in addition to Chris Jones, that you will remember from this AFC championship game loss? I think the biggest thing is just the feeling of, you know, Joe Burrow gets the ball with two minutes left, and every time in his life he converts in that situation, every time this season, you know, that's when incredible moments happen. 
I could point to four or five times over the course of the year where Burrow got that ball, throw, 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 and then they're in the end zone and they come out with a win. And this time that didn't happen, even for one of the much most clutch players in the NFL. It's always surprising to see a passing offense that's so dynamic and so explosive come up just short. Were you surprised at all that they didn't turn to the run the way that they had against Buffalo? Again, another factor that was so different. Samaj P. on their backup running back, actually played about twice as many snaps as Joe Mixon. They were so concerned about pass protection that they used P. Ryan, who's their pass protecting back in that expanded role. That shows that, again, pass protection and the idea of needing to protect Burrow was that much more of a priority than even establishing the run game. The Bengals historically have shied away from the run in huge games and put as much on Burrow's play as possible. I'd do the same thing. I'd go down with the MVP candidate and your superstar receivers over the run game. But that certainly wasn't the first time the Bengals' run game hasn't really showed up in a massive playoff game. Again, they just were, were trying to go down with Burrow and the passing game as best they could. Although I agree with you, there definitely was an anticipation in the fourth quarter when the Bengals would get the ball. And yes, Chris Jones over and over again seems to spoil uh, those plans. We're spending a few minutes with Charlie Goldsmith, who covers the Bengals and was there at the AFC Championship game for Cincinnati Inquirer. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. How much was said about the Joseph Asai late hit and then his reaction following that moment? The part of that that's really become viral is in the post-game locker room afterwards, Bengals defensive tackle B.J. Hill, a veteran, standing right next to Joseph, putting his arm around Joseph, um, responding to some of the questions Joseph received, and really, again, uh, showing support through leadership and showing support and adversity in that way. Um, you know, a lot of players around the league, John Calipari, all tweeting about what B.J. Hill showed in that moment. I spoke with B.J. today. He said in that moment all he could think about was he said he comes from a big family. He knows how many times he has had to really stand up for his literal brothers and sisters uh, through adversity. And that that's just what he defaulted to in that moment. And, again, it went viral. Um, a great example of leadership as B.J. Hill stood up for his teammates. Agreed. I loved that, that in that moment there were teammates, specifically Hill, who cared more about Joseph than they did about the outcome of the game. I was also really impressed that Joe, at 22 years old, took questions following the game. Was he available again on Monday? He was not, but uh, again, he, he certainly gave a lot of explanation on Sunday. Joseph Osai is one of the most energetic enthusiastic players in the Bengals locker room. On top of that, he might be the best hustle player on the Bengals. His effort and his intensity is why they drafted him. It's why his role has taken off in the second half of the season. And, you know, unfortunately, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time against Patrick Mahomes and led to, you know, the play that changed and ended the game, really. Uh, but again, Osai, everyone pretty universally um Today, yesterday, whenever asked about him in the media, um, very uh, supportive things to say. It was a tough mistake to make in that moment. Uh, so, Charlie, you mentioned a few names at the start of this conversation, changes that could be coming for the Bengals in the offseason. Who do you think are the most significant potential departures from the Bengals roster? Well, it's the secondary. The secret of the, the whole Bengals roster over the last two years 
is the secondary has been about as uh, really has been as consistent of a unit as there is on the entire roster, as dynamic of a unit as there's been on the entire roster. It's this veteran group with the most energy that you'll see anywhere across the NFL. And now pretty much half that group is set to hit free agency, most notably the co-quarterbacks of the defense, safeties Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates, the guys who make all the, the checks and the reads at the line of scrimmage, the guys who do everything from guarding Travis Kelsey one-on-one to double-teaming the superstar receivers they faced like Stephon Diggs, to playing deep zone coverage down the field as well as anyone together. Um, so the Bengals, they'd like to bring both of them back, but they don't get to live in that world now as their biggest priority is preparing for Joe Burrow's contract extension, <laughs> which yes. is expected to come this offseason. So that's leading to some tough decisions. And talking to Vaughn, there were a lot of questions about it, about what it's going to look like. But then especially Jesse and cornerback Eli Apple seemed pretty uh they seemed pretty confident that this might be their last time in the Bengals locker room. Yeah, it seemed like they were issuing more goodbyes or maybe preemptive strikes if they don't have an opportunity to say goodbye. It was a little bittersweet to see what they had to say. And Jesse, I mean, he was a twenty one year old kid coming out of Wake Forest when the Bengals drafted him. He said he was a knucklehead. We thought he could he, he was reflecting on this yesterday. We thought he could make every play in the defense. And then Lou Anarumo changed the the Bengals defensive coordinator, changed the way he viewed himself, changed the way he viewed leadership, teamwork, playing the safety position. Uh, Jesse Bates became, you know, in twenty twenty he was PFF's highest graded safety in football. This year he was playing at a Pro Bowl level completely Bates bet on himself twice looking for a a big contract, and I think he's certainly going to earn it when he hits the open market. Well, speaking of big contracts, as you point out, the number one priority is figuring out common ground with Joe Burrow. What kind of range are we thinking here for Joe Burrow? There isn't a deal he could sign where my reaction as someone who covers the team would be the Bengals overpaid. Um, (laughs) I think Burrow Burrow should be the highest-paid quarterback in the league as he – now is the latest guy with a chance to set the market. He is in a league where Mahomes and Allen and maybe to an extent Lawrence and Herbert are going to be competing for conference championships for the next decade. Burrow is a guy who gives you as good of a chance as quite literally anyone. And again, the the price tag on that you can't underestimate. I get the sense that the Bengals are very confident in where these conversations are going to be trending over the course of the offseason, Burrow has said he wants to get this done. Mm-hmm. The Bengals obviously want to get this done. Jamar Chase wants to get this done and then start working on his own deal next offseason. The Bengals know who they are, and they know who they're building around. Are we thinking north of $50 million though, since that's oh, what yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. got? Yes. Like what the Bengals owner said before the season was what they would love is for Burrow to take the uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes approach and just sign him up to the exact same contract with, you know, that long-term security that Kansas City and Buffalo both have. I forget those terms, but it's over 50 a year average um, for for Mahomes and Allen. Mm. Charlie Goldsmith is with us from Cincinnati after covering the AFC Championship and, of course, another stellar Bengals campaign for the Inquirer. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So there's certainly player personnel decisions that have to be made. What about the coaching staff? Lots of rumblings around the coordinators. Yeah, Lou Anarumo and Brian Callahan, their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator, there was some, I guess, missed might be the best word, 
that they haven't been receiving interviews. The Bengals, the secret of the Bengals is they have one of the best coaching staffs in football. You know, Jamar Chase missed time this year. DJ Reader missed time this year. A bunch of their key players had to miss time. The offense had this evolution beginning in week five where they completely changed the identity of the unit on the fly and became the most efficient offense in the league. The defense is this versatile, adaptable unit that turned all these free agents into the most cohesive group in the NFL. And, you know, of course, Brian and Lou deserve the credit for that. Mm-hmm. They hadn't been rewarded yet with interviews, and it sounds like that changed yesterday. Uh, Brian Callahan set to uh, go to Arizona, same with Lou Anarumo for interviews. Brian Callahan will have a second interview with the Indianapolis Colts. Bengals quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher, according to head coach Zach Taylor, remains in conversations with a few teams about offensive coordinator openings. So the Bengals are, are certainly getting the attention and the recognition for the work the coaching staff did this offseason. When you think about priorities in terms of putting them over the hump in 2023, what would you say are a couple of areas that they need to address? Well, that's the thing. Like, I really think they were the most complete roster in the NFL this season. Then three offensive linemen got hurt, and that changes everything. And that shows you, like, you got to be better than you were this year, even though it was the most talented team in franchise history. If you're the Bengals, you do hope your offensive linemen don't get hurt all at the exact same time in the postseason next year. But you, again, have to do a better job drafting and developing the young players in the building. You have to continue to maintain waves of defensive linemen who are able to consistently create pressure. And then the biggest thing really is, again, with the free agents we mentioned, you're going to have guys like, you know, last year's first-round pick, Dax Hill at safety, stepping up into starting roles. With Jermaine Pratt likely to leave at linebacker, you're going to have fourth-year player Akeem Davis-Gaither, who's been, I'm really high on him, he's developing in the wings. He's going to have to step up in his first opportunity to be a full-time starter. So it's really about, like, again, this next wave of young players who could either be drafted this year or who have been developing behind the scenes for the last few years. When they get their opportunities, there has to be as little drop-off as humanly possible. Do you remember when the Bengals started out 0-2 and then when they were 2-3? and <laughs> That seems like a long time ago. I mean, another example of what they accomplished this season, when they were 0-2, Zach Taylor could have said, you know, we'll be fine. We made the Super Bowl last year. We have Joe Burrow. But he took the opposite approach. He started scrapping the whole offense. They changed the whole run scheme. They started really, really working with Joe Burrow to play an entirely different way, uh, prioritizing efficiency over explosive plays. They decided they made some, some changes to some of their analytical approach. They decided to take the ball first when they won the coin toss. They did all these things after they started 0-2 that shaped the course of the season and gave the Bengals their identity that they had in the 2022 season. And again, they rode that identity to the AFC title game. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you just tip your cap to him after he outplayed them. But it was also huge plays by the defense, too, as we've talked about with Chris Jones and that D-line. Frank Clark, he was all over the place, too. So, yeah, it's nice to know that we'll have some of these teams continuing to butt heads like Bills, Bengals, and then Bengals and the Chiefs. It certainly was a season of a lot of milestones, as we talked about. And you want to make sure you find Charlie on Twitter because he's got a lot of quotes from the players that were speaking in their exit interviews on Monday. So he's at Charlie G underscore Charlie goldsmith still working so both reds and Bengals. i hope you have some time off before uh baseball starts to capture a lot of your hours 
Well, I'm heading to Arizona in a couple weeks. Excited to uh, shift gears. But as you know, football season never truly ends. That's true. It is all-consuming, and it is round the clock. Well, we appreciate a couple of minutes with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. See, Bengals fans or Cincinnati sports fans, if you don't go to Arizona for the Super Bowl, well, you can still go to Arizona for spring training. Arizona? It's nice this time of year. (laughs) Good to catch up with Charlie. And yeah, he posted a lot of quotes on his Twitter about uh, not only the Bengals season, but what we heard from Zach Taylor and Jesse Bates and some of the others who may very well have played their final snaps. That includes Jermaine Pratt. And that was the reason for his emotional reaction to the Joseph Osai penalty when Pratt was in the tunnel following the game. So there's a a lot still that we could talk about here. He does, he he does bring up BJ Hill, but if he didn't, I was going to because BJ did interviews even on Monday about supporting his teammate, Joe, and why he believed that was the right thing to do. Uh, Wait until you hear B.J. Hill in his own words as we look back at what was a fateful moment, certainly a moment that Osai will never forget. He's 22 years old. He was sobbing on the sidelines following the uh, Harrison Butker field goal, but also an opportunity for his Bengals teammates to show they care more about him than they do about the game even as painful as that loss was. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, and then our Facebook page too. We always post the link to our podcast every weekday morning in case you're not able to listen in the moment. We've got QB news coming up a little bit later on. <laughs> also, Jalen Hurts uh, was on a recent episode of the podcast with the Kelsey brothers, and producer Jay found some good stuff uh, with him. Yeah, we've got we've got plenty to keep us busy over the next couple of hours. Uh, Novak Djokovic moving to number one again in the world tennis rankings. Boy, speaking of crying, he was an emotional mush following his victory down under on Sunday morning. It's after hours. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Sports with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Seventeen seconds left in regulation. Twenty to twenty tie. AFC Championship. Third and four. Kansas City at the Bengal forty-seven yard line. Chiefs out of timeouts. Bengals four-man rush. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a fifteen-yard penalty on top of the gain. And the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. It didn't come down to that. You know, there was a lot of other plays that um, just missed out on, and, and they made one more play than we did. This is emotional. We worked really hard to get here, and, um, you know, any, any play that people feel like is left out there, you're, you're going to take it hard. And that, that's we want guys like that, that this means a lot to. They care about it, care about their teammates. Joseph, Joseph comes to work every day, man. He loves ball. He loves being a part of this team, and uh, it didn't come down to that play. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Once again, Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, that's from Sunday night when he was asked about Joseph Asai and the late hit on Patrick Mahomes uh, with, what was it, 12 seconds to go in the game. It gave them an extra 15 yards and right away put them in field goal range. So there's still a chance that they could have put themselves in a spot to kick a long field goal. It was a 45-yarder for Harrison Butker with three seconds to go, but the 15 yards put them instantly in field goal range. And as I was watching the play again and again on Monday, because I'm astounded by the number of people who don't believe it was a late hit or shouldn't have been flagged and that that's their evidence for the NFL rigging the game. I mean, you know how I feel about that. I've watched the play so many times. And first of all, as I said last night, Mahomes was completely out of bounds. Every single bit of him was at least two, three steps out of bounds. So Asai made a mistake. He said he lost track of where he was on the field. And I can understand that he's trying to make a play. Does it mean he isn't a good Bengal or the Bengals don't appreciate him? Heck no. He made tackles in the backfield in this game. He had a really good game as a 22 year old in his first, you know, well, his in, in what was probably his first moment that was devastating and that is going to go viral and that people are talking about He was very emotional, taking all of this on himself and feeling like he lost the game. And so there were other teammates that came up to him that tried to not only encourage him and lift him up and say, man, it wasn't your fault. Similar to what Zach Taylor just said. This is not on Joe. We had an entire 60 minutes of football. We had wasted opportunities. This is not on Joe. But still, his tears and his refusal to get off the bench, even as the Chiefs are celebrating and they're getting ready to, you know, to, to uh, award the Lamar Hunt Trophy, um, and it's B.J. Hill who sat next to him and finally encouraged him, "Man, you got to get up. We we got to go. Let's go in the locker room." Um, and so I I was pleased with the leadership. Number one, number two, I, I felt like the Bengals had the right perspective. Now, Jermaine Pratt has apologized for his outburst. Uh, We'll hear from him first and then B.J. Hill. Jay, do you, I don't know if you have the video from the tunnel. So Pratt 
was leaving the field of play on Sunday night. We didn't play this last night only because I wasn't sure I wanted to pile on, but also because I needed a little more context. Uh, So I've since kind of seen the video and, and have heard what he had to say. So he had this reaction in the tunnel that went viral, and he was spotted and caught on camera by Spectrum News Ohio, uh, even as he's getting into the locker room at Arrowhead Stadium, yelling about that flag against Osai. Doing nothing! This is He says, why would you touch the quarterback? And he's screaming about how this is my last year. Why would you touch the quarterback? So in that moment, he's thinking about him, obviously frustrated and disappointed with the loss, angry about the way things happen, tried to set the record straight on Monday. It's a reaction that anybody have a competitor, you know, you know what, what was in state, you know, the time and moment, you know. I mean, I love this game. No doubt in my mind. They talking about my character as a – teammate you know some people don't never play this game they don't know how much effort guys put in the game you know I gotta make a mistake over and done with I was emotional I was in the moment I was wrong I would say I was wrong as a man you can look at yourself in, in the mirror and say I was wrong I wasn't a great teammate at that moment but they don't define me as a man you know but it is what it is 24 hours I'm going back to work I got a great off season ahead with my kids and family that's all that matters at the end of the day. When I go home to my kids, they love me. When I go home to my fiance, they love me. That's all that matters. So all the other stuff is relevant. Back to work. All right. It, it was an apology of sorts from Jermaine Pratt. He did say, I was in the moment. I was wrong. I would say I was wrong. Uh, as a man, you can look yourself in the mirror and say I was wrong. But he also said it's what anybody would do in that moment. And that is not the truth because we saw other teammates like B.J. Hill come alongside Osai uh, after that play. As it turns out, this is kind of cool. My friend Jade McCarthy, who is not only a host on Sirius XM radio, she also is a former ESPN Sports Center anchor. Now she's with the 33rd team. She had a chance to talk to BJ Hill on a video podcast on Monday, and she sent me the video so that I could see it. And we pulled the audio. I said to her, Can I have this to use on my show? She said, Yes. We had already previously scheduled her to join us later in the week. So we'll ask her about this moment. But yeah, she wanted to know why he felt, Hill felt it was so important to come alongside his young teammate, even in the disappointment of that loss. I just knew he needed somebody beside him right there. Um, he played his butt off the whole entire game. Um, he just felt like this the whole game was on him, but it, it really wasn't. Um, I feel like I should have made the play the same plus He got the sack. I missed it. Um, he got out and scrambled. It wasn't all on him. Um, I just know he needed somebody to step up, be a leader, and um, just uh, somebody to be there for him. I was, I was that guy, and I knew right when the media came in who they were going to target. And I was like, it ain't going to happen on my watch today. And I've been in a situation where you, where you feel like you should have made a play. Um, you didn't make it. I've been there, done it, and um, I just wanted to be there for him, just knowing that, just know, let him know that I care about him, that I, he, he's going to make big plays uh, for us um, next year. And, I just want them to let them know that I love them at the end of the day. Isn't that great? That is what matters the most. I know the loss is devastating. They came so close to getting back to the Super Bowl, uh, feeling like 
it was a mistake here, a mistake there. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, about midway through, they're still tied. Well, they were tied until three seconds to go, but they had opportunities. Uh, and to say that this just came down to one late hit, uh, that's just wrong. And I appreciate that Zach said publicly that's not why we lost the game. That B.J. Hill talks about how we all make mistakes in those moments. Um, obviously, this one went viral because of the stage and the platform and because of Joe's reaction. Um, and and I hope I did not check. Uh, sometimes I assume the worst of fans, and I probably shouldn't. I hope that he did not receive nasty messages on social, although that's probably what happened. You know, fans get really carried away and in some cases threaten harm or talk trash to athletes. It's a 22-year-old who may never forget that moment, feeling like it was his fault. And so what he needed most was his teammates to pick him up. And we did hear from him after the game. I thought it was very mature of him that he would step up and he would answer questions. And he said, my teammates encouraging me and reaching out to me is giving me some peace. Um, but of course, I'm, you know, I'm broken up about that moment and I, I messed up. So yeah, it's... The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And sadly, as sports fans very often, well, and I would say as as media members too, we look for scapegoats. They wouldn't play 60 minutes if the game was all about one play. So anyway, I actually still have people trying to tell me that the NFL has rigged the outcome. I just... <laughs> yes. They, in fact, got Joseph aside to agree to do a late hit on Patrick Mahomes so they could throw the flag. And, you know, it all worked out so perfectly for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, we've been hearing this for, look, is it naive oh, to think since that, the end of, you know, the beginning you could, of time, you could have like an official, whatever, like, yeah, the, the, these things could happen. I'll play here. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to rig an entire 60-minute game where you have no idea what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, that's the part the that, NFL, like. the NFL, too. I, I, I mean. You know, sports, it's hard. You have to get a lot of people involved. I mean, it's not as simple as, oh, they want it, so that's it. And, well, yeah, all right. Well, can you give me a reason as to how they're going to be able to pull this off? Like, uh, look, there's there's so much money, and I get it, with gambling involved in this, and people talk out of their wallets, and I understand the disappointment. <laughs> um, and as much as the NFL may prefer certain matchups and certain things, that's true. But to get it done in a one-spot instance when you have no idea that an instance is going to happen, it's very, very, very difficult. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. And also, people don't stay quiet these days. There's no way you can have an officiating crew of that size because you don't know where the plays are going to happen, well, that's right? What I mean. You don't so know you... which official is going to be responsible for throwing the flag or not throwing a flag. Right. You don't know what part of the field or what moment. or That whole thing with the clock, it's very clear that the clock kept running even though the clock operator was supposed to stop it. So was he in on it too? And then the officials were trying to stop the play. I'm not saying it worked out perfectly. Did I agree with all the calls? No, but for heaven's sakes, there's no way that you get what dozens of people involved in a, a conspiracy and all of them stay quiet. Well, that's the thing, because you wouldn't be able to get that many people because it's too much money, so you're only going to get a handful. <laughs> that's right. Right, so you're only going to get two or three people, but you don't know who the two or three people are unless you have both quarterbacks. I mean, that, that, then... <laughs> so dumb. And then you're talking so about dumb. guys that make, you know, 30, 40, $50 million a year. You're going to get them to throw a game to but go to the Super Bowl? It doesn't make sense. These guys don't care about money over getting to a Super Bowl. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, none of it makes sense. And yet, some people still really believe it. 
Uh, so we're we're going to kind of laugh it off and move on. Both coaches spoke on Monday. Andy Reid as well as Zach Taylor. Uh, also, we, we didn't get a new Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey podcast, but Jay was able to dig up some recent material in which Jalen Hurts was talking to the guys. Uh, and so we want you to hear that coming up a little bit later on, too. Uh, let's see, we've got some coaching news, which I know Marco will go over and we'll kind of piggyback on top of that. You can find me on Twitter, ALAW Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dunlap also lining up inside. Over the right guard, Max Sharpring. Third down and eight. Cincinnati Burrow retreating. And now he's going to be sacked. Down he goes. Down he goes. Chris Jones destroying the blocker on the near side. Tell y'all something, man. Don't ever, ever, ever. And I'm looking at the camera when I say this. Disrespect Arrowhead. I don't care how many times you're going to beat us. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party! This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The Cincinnati mayor responded on Monday saying fairly succinctly, it was deserved. I deserved it. (laughs) 
Yes. Okay. I'm all about the trash talking. I already told producer Jay that we've got to put together some kind of a montage of the crazy trash talking from the Chiefs uh, as we get ready to the, to get to the Super Bowl. Because after that, who knows? Who knows whether there's trash talking uh, after the game in Glendale? Because if the Eagles end up winning, well, certainly it'll be a lot more subdued from the Chiefs uh, sideline and, and their uh, side of the field. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, Even as I started the show the way I did, sharing our announcement about the Super Bowl. And if you missed it, you can go back and you can get it. Some guy writes to me on Facebook and says, I hope they're not going to pull you off the air. Why is that always the default? I get a day off and people are like, oh, you got fired, didn't you? I'm I'm gone without telling anyone where I'm going. Oh, my gosh, she got pulled off the air, didn't she? I literally said we're working on plans for the next two weeks and we're excited about what we're going to do moving forward. And some guy's like, oh, my gosh, I hope they're not pulling you off the air. A, I have a contract. So even if they do pull me up, well, they can't pull me off the air. But even if they would, they still have to pay me. So trust me, they're not going to pay me to do nothing for the next two years. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a call about an hour ago saying, whoa, you guys are off the air. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. OMG. People do not listen. You guys are worse than my dog who's half deaf. At least he has an excuse. Sometimes you all just only hear what you want to hear, which I guess was the D word and who knows whatever else led you to the, the assumption that we were getting pulled off the air. Promise you. I will walk away before they walk away from me. Just take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, you can find me on Twitter or Facebook unless you have questions like that, in which case I'm I'm just not even going to (laughs) respond. Both coaches spoke on Monday, and, yes, the trash talking was, again, a topic of conversation for Andy Reid and Zach Taylor. And so (laughs) Zach Taylor, as well as the rest of the Bengals, licking their wounds and definitely hearing what some of the Chiefs had to say on NFL Network and on CBS. This team has an edge and a confidence about them. Um, At the end of the day, we always want to represent our organization, our city, the right way. And that's that's with class, respect, and um, you know there, there's plenty of times you get right up on that edge. I, I get that, and and uh, I love our team. They always come from a good place, you know, and and so um, we we always keep those conversations pretty internal. Um, when you win, you, you can say what you want to say, you know. And, and again, we give them a lot of credit. It was a heavyweight fight yesterday, and they came out on top, and, and they get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And so um, when you're in that position, you get to say what you want to say. I don't know this for sure. I hope at some point we hear it. I would bet most of what I'm worth. I am fairly positive that the Chiefs coaches and captains made a concerted effort to squash any type of talk. They're providing us with quote unquote bulletin board material. We're not doing the same. We're going to let our play and our fans do the talking for us. Even when the mayor of Cincinnati came out with his whole paternity test, because Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes daddy. And it was awkward. And it just, it wasn't delivered in a way that people would find humorous. Even then the chiefs didn't respond. And now of course they can say what they want, but still Andy Reed, he has such a kind of, a calm demeanor most of the time. And you can see the sly humor on his face when he talks about it now. Well, listen, everybody, they're excited. I mean, they were excited to have their team there. So 
everybody jumped in on it and the mayor was part of it. <laughs> hey, it's a tribute to, to him for being uh, so excited to, you know, have this football team, but at the same time, you probably <laughs> okay. don't, uh, you probably don't want that. I'm sure Zach probably didn't want that out there. And, uh, uh, but listen, it, it happened. Uh, our guys, obviously Kelsey noticed it, uh, being from there. So, um, you know, he threw out a little rock on him and, and that's what, uh, that, so obviously they heard it. Oh yeah. You think they definitely heard it. Uh, Zach Taylor still reflecting not even 24 hours after this game, you heard him call it a heavyweight fight. They're exhausting. Uh, but, but they're heavyweight fights, you know, and that's, that's, that's what is fun about this league. That's what you want to be a part of. You, again, you, you want to put it all out there to where you're going to feel tremendous joy or tremendous agony when you walk off the field. And, um, that just means you're in the right profession, doing the right thing when you get a chance to, to feel those emotions. And that's what keeps me going, you know, and it's not always, there's only one team that's going to be really happy at the end of the year. And uh, you're always fighting to be that one team. And, and we think we've got the potential to do that at some point. It's crazy how quickly it turns over, right? When the Cowboys lost, that was really all anybody, anything anybody could talk about. The week before that, it was the Buccaneers. And could this be the end of Tom Brady? The week before that, it was the Lions knocking the Packers out of the playoffs on their own field. Man, life comes at you fast in the NFL. And Zach Taylor is right. Every team experiences this except for the one that ends up on top. It's not going to be any easier for the Eagles or the Chiefs that they were in the Super Bowl. No, they both have the same goal. And it's going to be just as devastating if they don't win, similar to the way that it is for the Bengals right now. And obviously the Niners, who are in a different space, uh, we haven't yet heard their exit interviews. That makes sense because they had to travel cross-country uh, and get back to San Francisco, the Bay Area. We did hear, though, about Brock Purdy and the proclamation for his injury. Uh, and also, we've got more QB news, and we've got more former QBs getting hired and moving on to new jobs. So we'll continue with some of the post-championship Sunday fallout straight ahead. Good to have you with us after hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.